remember when you were a kid and you were doing something awesome and then someone, usually your mom, wanted you to stop so they could take a picture of you? So embarrassing. That's how I feel sometimes taking pictures of my food at a crowded restaurant. Especially one where they put a lot of effort into the way the food looks. It's plated all fancy on a large, shiny white dish with something saucy on the side. Everyone there is cooler than me by default because they've probably been there before. This is no big deal. This is what the food they cook at home looks like. And then there's me. So embarrassing. But it's also apparently the best appetizer you can order. Stick with me here. There's even been at least one study about why we do this. Take pictures of our food. It's in the Journal of Consumer Marketing, like a scientific research publication, but with a focus on data that helps companies reach people better. The study itself is called How Consumer Generated Images Shape Important Consumption Outcomes in the Food Domain. <sighs> the study's authors say that as far as they know, their research is the first to demonstrate the impact of taking pictures of our food on how we enjoy the food itself. They found that since taking a picture of your food causes you to pause before eating it, the savoring feeling, the buildup of excitement before your first bite surges. And then even beyond that, the food actually tastes better when you do dive in. But here's the coolest part about it. That whole process of taking a picture of your food works whether or not the food itself is that indulgent. Meaning even that blah salad in your lunchbox or the dry turkey your great uncle makes for the family dinner tastes better when you take a picture of it. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, we are jumping into the virtual menu you carry around with you at all times. The camera roll on your cell phone and all of those food pics. We'll talk to a professional food photographer about how to make your pics look as delicious as the food itself or even better. You have to make it look appetizing. You have to make people want to smell it, taste it, and all those other, use all those other senses. Plus, a certified Instagram connoisseur will tell us how to bring all the followers to your social media table. Unless you're a chef, I would not be describing it too, too much. Okay. It's more about, like, putting your own personality. In previous episodes, talking to chefs and cooks and restaurateurs about food, we've had to paint a lot of pictures visually for you. It's a podcast because you can't see what we're seeing. But how stuff looks is always pretty important to them. Right. So it. it brightens up the dish and uh, makes it really yummy. So really pretty to look at. Especially nowadays, you know, people, as annoying as it may be sometimes on social media, to just see like what someone is eating constantly, <laughs> um, even though it's not that good of a picture. Right. It still captures a, a you know a moment in time like that means something to them. Like they're proud of themselves or that was delicious to them. You see it on Instagram and they come in. That last bit was from Joel Crespo of Gorilla Street. He's kind of referring to the marketing aspect of it. That people sharing images of delicious food helps lead other people to delicious food. We do it for free and probably don't think twice about it. But when a restaurant wants a photo to really stand out, or maybe a magazine needs some high-quality snaps of a spot, they call people like Isaiah Johnson. So I am a commercial editorial food photographer, uh, all of those things. You've seen his work in Sauce Magazine and all over Instagram. 
While his images show all sorts of products, he says he's naturally pretty particular, which makes shooting food so fun. Every dish is not the same. So like everything that you photograph, so I go to a lot of restaurants and photograph, and sometimes a dish will be on a white plate, which is nice, and then sometimes it's on a black plate with sparkly speckles or whatever. I'm like, holy crap, how do I photograph this? This is more distracting than the food itself. Yeah. So then I'll say, all right, maybe I'll get in a little tighter on the food and kind of ignore the plate or mm -hmm. something. So there's just like little like nuances that you have to kind of figure out to make food look more appealing and not take away from it. And so, yeah, um, I do a lot of, I don't know, like macro shots. I love doing and like really, macro shots. so like really tight close-up shots and like detail shots on food um, itself. And so I'm ignoring everything else. I'm just paying close attention to the food. And I enjoy those shots because you just see so much like weird detail in the food. And it's kind of, oh, it's really pretty sometimes <laughs> seeing the detail and like, I don't know, on a piece of salmon, like seeing like the like stripes and stuff on the meat. I don't know. I just think it's get really cool stuff out of it, so yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times I feel like that means you get closer to the food than we even get to the food when oh, yeah. we're eating it. Because people oh, yeah. don't look that closely to yeah, it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's the cool thing is because you're seeing something that you don't necessarily get to see with your eye. You're seeing something a lot closer. And you're seeing prettier things sometimes. You're seeing like the detail. You're seeing the flakes from, you know, the parsley flakes at a closer detail. I don't know, it just makes, you're like, oh wow, look at the shape of this. It's really pretty. Like, you know, or this green color pops out against this pink, whatever. <laughs> like, it, you know, I just, I think it's a really cool, a really cool type of photography or a cooler way of getting a different type of shot. The little picture is important, showing off the tiny details. But he says when you're trying to convey the experience of an event, a restaurant, a meal, it's about the big picture. So if you have um, a moody, very dark and moody restaurant, I kind of like to go with like dark and moody like food shots, you know, or so I think those are kind of like those. That's kind of what I like to kind of uh, kind of think about before I start to go to a restaurant or if it's bright and airy and you know very vibrant colors like a yellow belly if you've ever been there yes. um, I, I shot there and I was like all right well I'm gonna make this very bright I'm gonna make these images very um, very vibrant and make them you know just light you know just Happy. because of the space yeah so um, yeah and I've shot at um, Savage restaurant recently and it's kind of like really cool yeah. and like dark and I have that one string of light that's around the dining area and I was like I'm definitely going to do some kind of like moody moody things with this with the food and make sure the food stands out against this darker background or like this darker restaurant so it's kind of like playing uh playing along with the food but also using the restaurant as a as a, I don't know, kind of a... Like a mood board, yeah, inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. And so when you are looking at a dish, and obviously there's all sorts of different things that can play into what makes it give it, what gives it a certain vibe, you know, yeah. colorful foods, for mm -hmm. example. Um, but one thing that I've kind of thought about, because I did a recent episode about Filipino food, nice. and we were talking about how Filipino food isn't always pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and it's saucy. It's like a dark mm -hmm. brown color. Yeah. Sometimes food doesn't look as good as it tastes. <laughs> yeah. How do you overcome that or oh, work with, or maybe work with that? You know, yeah. can you overcome that? 
props. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so like I said, you don't want to take away from the food, but also kind of if you're photographing, I think, a dish that is brown. Mm -hmm. um, part of that is, all right, now let's find a brighter plate to photograph this dish mm, on. Okay. Or let's use, you know, really nice or pretty silverware or let's put a drink in the background. So that's stage like it a Yeah, bit. stage it a little bit and just make it kind of stand out or kind of but not make the I don't know, not making the props and stuff stand out a little bit more, but just kind of like give it a little a little push. Like dressing yeah, it up yeah, a little yeah. bit. I like that. No, yeah. that's good. And that <laughs> explains the colorful plates and things like that. That's yeah. when you'd want to use that. We're doing this interview a few weeks before Thanksgiving, a.k.a. everyone is a home chef season, whipping stuff up and sharing it with the world on all the social medias. Or if you go out to eat, no shade here, by the way, everyone needs a break from the dishes, you want to document it. So I asked Isaiah, what can we do to take better pictures? Turns out I was grilling him harder than I thought. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a really tricky one. Um, usually, so let's say if I'm at home, like I, all of the dishes that I make, I add a lot of different, I don't know, I add pepper, green and red peppers and um, yellow peppers, parsley, red onions, and I try to make it a colorful. little bit colorful because yeah. I, I, uh, I love like dark bowls and like plates and stuff. So I usually try to make dishes that are pretty vibrant to kind of stand out against yeah. it. That's just me. I love dark eating utensils yeah. and stuff. It's weird. Um, and then... Um, like out at a in a restaurant or something if i'm if i'm eating it's very weird i like to i do like to sit in like a well lit area uh, oh, I am. So you purposely <laughs> scope it out. Oh yeah, so always booths first. Like that takes priority for me. I just love to like nestle in a booth yeah, and true, eat. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy it, like just sitting by a window. Um, just I don't know. I want to be able to see the food and I want to see what I'm eating. Not only just taste it, but I want to be able to get the full, the full aspect, the full like vibe of what I'm eating. Yeah. Sounds weird, but it's it's definitely a. Yeah, like sitting at a well-lit table or, I don't know, it just, I like ambiances by all means, but I definitely like to see what I'm eating. Conveying a story is something that we're trying to do when we take pictures of our food. We're yeah, trying to add yeah. to the story. So maybe more, if we're recommending things for people at home, <laughs> especially during the holidays, maybe take pictures of the people making and serving the food yeah. and take pictures of your family while they're doing it and that oh, kind yeah. of thing. Or even, yeah, just like, the preparation, I, one of my favorite shots to get when I get assigned to a restaurant is taking prep shots, like cutting something or dicing something or, I don't know, like yeah, chopping meat, anything. Yeah. I think, I don't know, there's just something because it's so, it's so, for a lot of people, I think they, their brains turn off and they're just doing something very casual. They're doing something that they're not even paying attention to the camera. And they're just like, oh, let me wash these veggies. And they're like, oh, crap, camera's in front of me. Right. Wow, okay, sorry. Uh, or like, oh, let me dice this. And they get into the mood. And I'm like, all right, turn to the left. And they're still dicing. And I'm like, hey, turn to the left. And I'm like, oh, sorry. You can capture really yeah. real moments. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, that's like, honestly, like one of my favorite things to do is kind of get those like behind the scenes shots so yeah <laughs> photography when you think of what sense it goes along with mm -hmm. it's vision but when you're taking when you're thinking about food there's also obviously taste mm -hmm. there's smell there's temperature mm -hmm. um, how do you balance all of those different senses then in a medium that you're really only using one to capture it 
So, um, yeah, so I'll get to a restaurant and they'll say, like, hey, we made all the dishes that you asked for. And sometimes they'll be sitting for a while, which is totally understandable because they're busy and which is nice. Um, top of priority. For yeah. Fresh food to <laughs> yeah. Take a when I have a line of customers out the yeah. door. Um, and so, yeah, then, like I said, I will, you know, go into my little bag of tricks and, you know, maybe oil some noodles a little bit or spray something to kind of make it, you know, stay a little bit more vibrant. Mm -hmm. And I think just like adding those little, like those little details to the food, even though it's a picture, we're seeing it with our eyes. I think that kind of says like, oh, that looks good. Or like, oh, that looks like that might taste good. Or like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I wonder how does that smell? You know, like yeah. I think those little like nuances to add to your dish or that you're photographing, I think adds to those other senses. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, people can kind of fill in the blanks then. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at least I would like to think so. <laughs> that they keep taking yeah. pictures of their food, so yeah. it's gotta be for oh, some yeah. reason, right? And how important is lighting to the whole thing? It seems like you keep mentioning lighting. Oh yeah, I mean, I think, lighting is, I mean, it's photography, we need light. And I, I never go to a restaurant without a lighting kit. Like, even if I know it's not like, it's something's very simple, simple and I know that, you know, it's a very fast thing to do, I always bring lighting or I always try to find relatively decent lighting in the restaurant. Um, if it's a cocktail or something, I'm like, all right, like, how can I photograph this at the bar to make let you know that it's at a bar in a restaurant and also give it really good lighting? Crap, it's really dark. All right, let me pull out my light kit and let me bounce some light into this drink or something. Um, if I'm photographing um, a dish at a table, it's all right, well, let me go near a window. All right, well, it's pretty dark out right now. All right, well, pull out the lighting kit, let me, see what I can do, let me fill in a little bit lighting in the front of this, you know, this piece of steak that's a little dark now and kind of get some detail out of that. And not only just lighting, um, which is a very vital part, but also the other resources that I have or use is editing, you know, photo mm -hmm. editing and retouching. Um, I try not to retouch food too crazy, but also using my tools, you know. If there's the shadow area on this piece of meat is a little dark, all right, let me uh, make a little adjustment yeah. in, in Photoshop and make it like nicer. It, yeah, <laughs> it seems like there's an element, because I know in journalism, we can't really retouch things. So we're not yeah. really supposed to retouch things because you're supposed to capture it as it is. Yeah, yeah. And with food, you don't want it to, I feel like if you go in and color correct something, it might be like, Somebody who knows yeah. more about the food is like, why is this vegetable yeah. this color? Yeah. That's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. keep that in mind, it sounds like. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, if there's like a little bit of like oil, extra oil on the plate, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just take that out. Got but it. yeah, yeah, never to the point of like, all right, I know this is supposed to be a green vegetable, but I accidentally <laughs> made it blue. Like, no, like, that's not believable. Are you that kidding me? Terrifying, <laughs> that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. So yeah, I do very minimal um, retouching mm -hmm. just to that extent. Like I said, just a little cleaning up here or there, or like making something a little lighter, a little darker, a little bit more contrast, but definitely lighting is is key when it comes to taking any photo, but definitely food photo. You have to make it look good. You have to make it look appetizing. You have to yes. make people want to smell it, taste it, and all those other, use all those other senses. So yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I love it. Okay, so you've officially listened to the Isaiah Johnson audio course on food photography. Congratulations. So now, what do you do with it? Do it for the gram. 
This is Sasha Sander. She's a social media and trending topics guru on Today in St. Louis, the morning show I'm on before working on this podcast, just in case you didn't know. She's not just an expert in title. The girl has more than 80,000 followers on Instagram. Her bio says, let's eat, take pics, and adventure. So just how does she do it? I pulled her into the podcast booth to find out. Okay, so Sasha, do people like food pictures? They love food pictures. That's why we always take pictures all the time, and they have dedicated accounts for just food on Instagram. I mean, when you're scrolling through the people that you follow, how many would you say tend to be pretty, like, food-heavy posters? Um, it depends on the season. Yeah. When it comes to the holidays, that's when you you really see a lot of those food pictures. That's what I was kind of thinking. That's part of the reason I wanted to do this topic actually around this time is because I do feel like I see more around the holidays. So as like an actual Instagram guru, you'd say that that's that's fair to say that people do it more in the holidays? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I definitely do. And I see my friends do it, too. Okay. So what kind of when you are thinking about posting a food picture, what kind of things do you keep in mind? Because I'm sure you don't just throw whatever up on your Instagram. It has to kind of have a certain vibe, right? Like what kind of things do you think about? Um, well, it depends. If you want to just do a picture of your food, you want to make sure that there's nothing, you know, on the table besides your meal and mm-hmm. maybe some silverware. Just keep it clean. Yeah. Focus is on the food. Got it. But I'd also say that if you want to get more likes, include yourself in the picture because ah. people follow you to see you, Got not what it. you're eating. Got it. So you would say include people in the picture because I yes, was going to definitely course. ask you about that. Yeah. So you'd be like, eating your food? Should it be like, you know, somewhere sitting at the tables? How staged should it be? Um, typically, you don't want it to be too staged, but you're not, you shouldn't just be eating because that's not very attractive. It's not very you know, boring. just hold the fork, you know, take a stab at your mac and cheese or something. Yeah. You know, keep it fun, but not too crazy. Got it. Okay, so get you get more likes by having yourself in the picture. What are some other ways to maybe get people to stop and double tap the picture? Uh, well, it depends where you get your food. So if you okay. got it from a local restaurant, definitely tag them. Uh-huh. If you went to Schnucks to get it, definitely tag the store you got it from. Mm. You know, as many tags as possible along with hashtags. Okay. So tags meaning the you're actually tagging them as being pictured in the photo. And then hashtags, you want to put that um, in a comment, in the caption. Where is the best place to put that? In the caption or comment, doesn't matter. But I would say when you use a hashtag, the whole point of a hashtag is to be seen when people search that. So um, rather than doing Thanksgiving as your hashtag, because probably 30 million people are using it, you want to use one that's less popular, like Thanksgiving 2019. Because ah. the whole point of a hashtag is to be seen when people search it. Got it. So you don't actually want to go with the like most trending hashtags. I think you told me that in the past and that blew my mind the first time. And then now I'm re-figuring it out and it makes sense though, because then it's a smaller list is what you're saying? Exactly. Because if there's only 30,000 people that use that hashtag, there's more of a chance that you might be one of the top 100 most popular pictures within that hashtag. And that's how you become seen. Interesting. Okay. And so when you're captioning the picture itself, should you, I don't know, like, should you be funny and use puns or should you, you know, kind of describe your food? Like how long should the caption be? What what do you kind of go for with a food pick caption? Unless you're a chef, I would not be describing it too, too much. Okay. It's more about, like, putting your own personality. Okay. So if you're not a funny person, then please <laughs> don't go and do the same old, you know, punny thing that everyone yep. else does that, you know, you Google online. Right. You want to, you know, 
bring a little bit of you into the picture. I like that. And that's Not something key. you see on a t-shirt everywhere. Yeah. Yes. I would say something that would have like an ad- anecdote to it. So if you're with your family and something funny happened, include that in the picture, in oh, the cute. caption. Yeah. yeah. That way when people see the picture, it's more than just that image. Mm-hmm. People kind of get a behind the scenes look at what was going on during the time you took it. Got it. Okay. So say around Thanksgiving, around the holidays, you make a beautiful plate of cookies and then you make a gorgeous turkey and then you have all these other pictures. What are your thoughts on having multiple pictures in an Instagram post? Does that look good or does that wind up meaning that not as many people see it? Is there any rhyme or reason to that, I guess? I would say as long as they're really pretty, you can always include them. That's always fun to kind of show an assortment of different things. You know, if you had a feast, well, then show that you had a feast. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely add the sequence if you can. For sure. Okay, and then I was also going to ask about stories. When should you put this stuff in your story as opposed to putting it as an actual, like, post? So think of stories as, like, different moments during the time you're about to post a picture. So if you're going to post a picture of your Thanksgiving meal, well, then I want a story of, like, the different moments of you making the meal or something going on, you know, at the family table. Awesome. So for you personally, Sasha, what do you like about sharing food-related pictures? Because your bio in Instagram says, like, let's eat and have fun. So why include that? Why is that important to you? Um, I mean, food's a big thing in my life just because I love food. It's a way to kind of communicate with your friends and family. I'm very big into, like, different cultures and stuff. So, you know, even if you can't speak the same language as someone, you can still share a beautiful meal and enjoy it together. Um, Also, when I look through Instagram and I see food pictures, the key to that is... I want to know where they got it. Yeah. I want to know. Well, like, especially because you haven't lived in St. Louis for that long. So do you find Instagram is helpful to get you to the places where you should be going out to eat and that kind of thing? Of co- of course. You want to have those Instagrammable pictures with, you know, <laughs> the sushi burrito or whatever crazy thing there yep. is. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. I'll see you back in the newsroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad Perfect. you asked. Exactly. So why do we take pictures and post them on social media? Maybe it's because it makes our food taste better. Maybe because Instagram loves the content. Or maybe, as Isaiah says, it's helping us connect IRL in real life. It's a huge cultural thing. I think it's a matter of where are you eating? What are you eating? What chef prepared this dish? Um, What city are you in? Did you eat this in Europe somewhere? Is this a French dish or an Italian dish? Or, you know, I think those, all those questions start to come about. If you just take a photo and post it on Instagram, people will start asking those questions, you know? Um, Or whether they're like, oh, is that, is that seafood? Or is that beef, pork, chicken? What is that? Like, that looks really good. And I think that's why a lot of people are taking photographs of food and posting it. And then on top of that, just the community itself of talking about recipes and, you know, like, I think it's really cool. Like, oh, how did you make that? Or like, you know, I love pesto. (laughs) So um, a friend of mine, she makes a really amazing pesto sauce. And I was like, how did you make that? What did you do? Like, I need, I need the details. It looks so good. She posted on Instagram, and she's like, oh, I'll just text it to you. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. I would have never known she makes some amazing Shout pesto Shout out once style. again to Instagram. Yeah, you know, yay for social media. Yeah. Um, so I think just those little, like, things about posting, taking pictures and posting them, I think definitely uh, is really important and adds to that. Yeah, like I said, it's a culture. Do it for the culture. I'll double tap a pic for that. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Abby E. 
Eat St. Louis is a Five on Your Side production. I'm Abby Larico, host, writer, liberated food phone photographer, executive producer is Dory Olmos. Check out our KSDK YouTube channel where you'll find a video of Isaiah and I talking all about food photography. He even critiques some of my food pics. Okay, now back to the podcast. The study we cited is from volume 33 of the Journal of Consumer Marketing in 2016. Thanks to Isaiah Johnson and Sasha Sander. Let's plug their Instagram accounts, shall we? Isaiah is at I.Z.A.I.A.H.J. And Sasha's is at Sasha, S-A-S-H-A underscore E-M-I-R-I. Please make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any of our mouthwatering content. And follow us on Instagram, too. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. Have a wonderful day and seize the plate.